0: Well, 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 it seems McDonald's has finally caved in. They have bent the knee to a plant-based meat line. I know, the McPlant is coming to markets next year. Not all, just some. They're going to join rivals like Burger King, the Impossible Whopper, and Dunkin' has Beyond Sausage. And it's changing its menu to match increased consumer demand for veggie alternatives. Is that commu- that uh, consumer demand really there? Mm, I don't know. McDonald's said they beat their earnings estimates last quarter. And they're pursuing a strategy that shows businesses less about creating magic from scratch and more about borrowing ideas and making them your own. It's going to launch their long-awaited loyalty program pioneered by Starbucks and planning to roll out a crispy chicken sandwich in the style of Popeyes as well. So, goody, goody, goody. McDonald's bends the knee. To the plant based meat line McPlant. They're going to have a crispy chicken sandwich and they're going to have a loyalty program. McDonald's. McDonald's. I thought you were on the forefront of things. Apparently not. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. We have talked about it before here on Chewing the Fat about the uh, universities and businesses for that matter, who now have head of diversity, you know, diversity directors at the helm of things because you want to be clear that you have diversity within your university, within your business. And now it's being reported that the Michigan State University now has a new diversity director That gets three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year salary, seven hundred dollars a month car allowance. Also gets uh, tickets to games if you know, of course, if they're available to the men's basketball, men's hockey games. Now, he Jabar Bennett must reimburse the school for the full signing bonus. If he leaves his position before one year's time. Oh, I didn't mention that he gets a $25,000 signing bonus. My bad. Now, we may have to start a GoFundMe page for Mr. Bennett. Because right now, because of the times. I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, we're in the COVID-19 struggle. Everyone's Everyone's struggling he's only going to earn below, not the full salary. He's going to earn below 300,000 for his start date, December 1st through June 30th of next year, because of the financial strain. I know, I know, I know. Now the good thing for the university is that he works under the, uh, at will title, meaning that uh, the discretion of the Michigan State University president, Samuel Stanley Jr., has the right to say, "Eh, you know what, you're out of here. Get out, and I can dispose of you without notice or reason. And if I do it within a year, you got to give me the $25,000 signing bonus back. I'm telling you, a diversity head job is a good gig. If you can get it, take it what's the worst can happen. So within the next six months, right from December 1st until June 30th, okay, seven, uh, you piss the boss off and he says, get out. Well, you've still made quite a bit of money and you've got to give the 25 grand back. So you just set the 25,000 into a you know, a mutual fund somewhere, and uh, you know, earn a little bit of cash, so that when you have to pay, if if and when you have to pay the twenty five grand back, you've still made a little money on the twenty five thousand. I mean, that's a good gig. I want to be a diversity president. Well, actually, you don't become a president. Your title is actually the chief diversity and inclusion officer, the CDO. <laughs> Oh, man, that is a good, good gig. Have you had enough of the election yet? I know uh, you're not alone, and yet it's still going to go on and on and on, and it's going to go on until at least the middle of next month. I know, dry your eyes, because we have the electoral college uh, to, uh, to go yet. But we also have all the investigations to go. But the media has already deemed Joe Biden president, so we're done, right? It doesn't matter. And actually, that's almost true. Uh, I don't know. It's going to take something overwhelming to change what we've got happening right now in America. So, if you wanted, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I know it's it it's just it's all encompassing. And I'm not going to, I won't do the, I'm not, for sure not going to do the whole show. Oh my gosh. I barely want to talk about it at all, but I feel like I have to, because it's there. It's over, it's all encompassing our world now. So just know that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to have to be something overwhelming to change the direction that we're already in. So if you wanted Joe Biden to be president, you're probably going to get it. If you wanted Donald Trump, you're probably not going to get it despite the irregularities of so many election voting miscalculations, misinterpretations, uh, glitches in the system. But I don't know that it's going to be enough to, it's got to be overwhelming proof and it's going to have to be, I mean, it's going to have to be right in front of everyone's faces. And I don't know that we're going to get that. So I think we're going to be, you know, no matter what, while it's going to be all encompassing for the next month, um, you're gonna—I don't think that we're gonna change anything. But I will say that I didn't know that you know we keep hearing Kamala Harris is going to be the first woman of color, and well, she is the first woman of color as a vice president, but not the first vice president of color. And I, you know, I—I—I'd like to say I forgot about this. That, you know what? That's what it was. I forgot about this. This is just history that I thought, oh, that's right, man. I knew that a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hoover had his vice president, Charles Curtis. All right. He was a caw nation individual so he was a person of color and a minority in the administration as vice president huh okay (laughs) yeah so take that i'm sure that you forgot about it as well so you know that's just the way it goes now if it happens that joe biden deemed president-elect by the press happens to not make it to January 20th or becomes president and doesn't make it the full term, now you're looking at, you know, news where Kamala will be, you know, the first female president, the first uh, minority president is first. It'll just be... First female minority. I know, don't look at me like that. I got it. i, I forbid if you forget about Barack Obama. It's just, uh, I just want to let you know, you know, just to remind you of a little American history that uh, the first person of color and minority as vice president was for uh, President Hoover, Charles Curtis member of the Caw Nation. Duh. So are you ready for the Virgin Hyperloop? (laughs) No, no, not the movie Virgin Hyperloop, although I'm not opposed to viewing that movie. The uh, Virgin Hyperloop gave its first ride on its test track this past Sunday in Las Vegas. It's the high-speed train Hyperloop that, uh, you know, Virgin is building. And I think, uh, you know, Elon's doing some work on it. So I know that it's, uh, you know, based in a vacuum tube. And it claims that it can go, you know, 600 miles an hour or up to 600 miles an hour. And it uses the magnetic levitation that, I mean, trains are using the magnetic levitation in Japan and Germany already. And, you know, it lifts the train car above the track and, You know, it pushes the train upward, and then uh, the poles repel and push the train forward. Now, the Virgin Hyperloop pod had people in it for the first time, and it only reached 100 miles an hour. Now, according to the company, they said, ooh, yeah, that's just because the track is so short. Um, That that limits how fast we can go. We can't can't get it up to 600 miles an hour on this short track, otherwise there would be no way to stop it right so i'm already let's go let's see it working oh no it's going to be years before it actually ever transpires into to doing something wait i thought we were ready to you know get on it yeah no look um, sorry it's a two person pod we had seat belts and uh, you know plus seats and small windows and we've got the picture of the hyperloop track but that's going to be a long time before uh, before we even... Right now, we're just envisioning building systems that connect cities. Oh, so now it's just a tube in the desert that you can go for a quick ride on. I mean, you might as well open the Virgin Hyperloop theme park out in Vegas and give rides. Which might happen, by the way. <laughs> it may happen. I know they're trying to you know, build their six mile, $500 million test facility in West Virginia. Okay. I mean, good luck. God bless. And am I ready to take the Hyperloop? If there was one set up, sure. No problem. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. But there's not, there's not one ready to go. Even Elon doesn't have his ready to go either. I mean, they all envision these tubes under cities and they're ready to go and we can travel 600 miles an hour and we can go from city to city and town to town and we can just get you there in a blink of an eye in our Hyperloop. But it's not going to happen because we don't have the we don't have the infrastructure but we have a tube in the desert. So good luck. God bless. Sounds fun. And I'm not sure what sounds more fun. The actual virgin hyperloop pod ride or a virgin hyperloop i think you know what i'm saying so how you doing on your uh on your zoom calls during the zoom demic you all right (laughs) i know i know i was just reading an article the other day about uh how people are starting to uh cancel zoom birthday parties because they've had enough And kids are like, no, no more Zoom birthday parties. We don't want any more. And I was reading about one birthday party for kids that was an incredible event. And it asked the people who were going to be a part of it to do an awful lot. So it was a birthday party for a 12-year-old, five-hour virtual party. All right. So they wanted their daughter to spend time with each of their groups of friends so, they had the party start at 1 in the afternoon. It went till 5.30. You were assigned a half-hour time slot within that. And there were, you know, communications. this time slot okay? Back and forth. And then at 5.30, they wanted you to sign back in so that you could have cake with everyone. But you had to, you know, make your own cake. Wait, what? So, I mean... It would seem to me that if you wanted to have a really cool zoom party, you would say mail your party favors to whoever you have invited to be part of your zoom party. And then they could spend the time with you with the, you know, with the, with the whistleblowers and maybe, maybe not a cake, but you know, something that you could ship to them. Uh, you know, uh, sodas and or, you know, store-bought uh, cake, something like that where you could ship it and they could be a part of your birthday party, right? That'd be kind of cool. I haven't, I'm sure that happens. I just, I have not been a part of that. I know that in this story where they talk, they're talking about, uh, you know, Zoom fatigue, they talk about uh, Cameo, the website where TV stars, In this in this article, they call it TV stars and low-level celebs. Charge up to twenty five hundred bucks to record messages for strangers. Now I I looked into Cameo. I didn't see where you get twenty five hundred bucks. But if someone wants me to record something for them for twenty five hundred bucks, I'm in. Happy freaking birthday! I'll sing and dance for you for twenty five hundred bucks on a message for your Zoom call. Okay. Now there's another website called Tribute that's an uh, you know obviously an online service that allows people to record testimonials for their loved ones. And then edit them together for under a hundred bucks. And according to them, they've created their millionth video. Oh, that was a while ago, uh, back in May, which, uh, you know, they've probably seen a huge surge since then as well, thanks to the uh, Zoom demic. Uh, so that would that's kind of fun. I, I know that you know we've all had kind of the Zoom fatigue. But yesterday, what made me got me thinking about Zoom fatigue here during the Zoom demic. Uh, yesterday, uh, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, announced that it had reached a settlement with Zoom because uh, they had accused Zoom of putting users' info at risk by secretly installing software and opening the door to Zoom bombing So now with this settlement And this is an interesting settlement From Zoom They've promised to do better We will we'll, we'll do better, we promise Is that good? Are we done? Yeah, okay, we're done here So they're going to implement new programs For extra security Okay So I don't know what there's going to be, you know Multi-levels of authentication To get into Zoom now probably but i do like i did like the settlement (laughs) no i we promise to do better we good can we leave now yeah okay good man i would like to make that deal with everyone that i come in contact with you know what i promise to do better we good all right have a good day go to the break room i need an ice cold refreshing beverage oh my gosh tell me that does not sound good oh my gosh it tastes as good or better than it sounded there's no question about that hey just a reminder. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you are not a subscriber to this podcast, you are just a freeloader and nobody likes a freeloader. Okay. So you want to become a freeloading subscriber, then people will like you. And we all want people to like us. But if you're just a freeloader, (laughs) nobody likes a freeloader. Okay, so become a freeloading subscriber and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Now, there's a plethora of platforms out there that you can choose from, say like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and many more. Choose the one that warms the little cockles of your heart. Then subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's just that simple. Okay, all right. (laughs) All right, and I have promised, like Zoom, to do better. So, you know, we've got that going for you. And also, you might as well uh, subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, same name. I know, I know, it's amazing. And you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Parlor Jeff Fisher Radio. And I just checked on Blaze TV. Okay, so more voices not less it's it's an important distinction really i mean we believe in more voices not less at blaze here at the blaze all right and this podcast is part of the blaze podcast network now i'm also a part of pat gray show i do some filling work for steve days i've been on the glenn back program and so i'm part of blaze tv network and that helps you know pay for this podcast Uh, along you know commercials and all that kind of stuff but blaze television subscribership also keeps that going and i went to blaze tv.com slash jeffy and i with the promo code jeffy and the deal is still up for 30 bucks off for a year subscription i don't know how long that's going to last so if you are not a subscriber uh, a member of blaze tv i mean i would go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy and get the 30 bucks off for a year because that's a good deal and you're not going to get a better deal for sure. And I don't know how long it's going to last. So, I mean, you might go there when you hear this podcast and it might be gone. I can't help that. But I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you go to blaze tv.com slash Jeffy and you use the promo code Jeffy, it'll get you the $30 off for a year. And if it's not up there, when you go there, I'm sorry. You can be mad. And and like Zoom, I promise I'll do better. (laughs) So those of you listening live today, on the 10th of November, 2020, uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day. I don't know if you know that. I know. I know. It's a big surprise. November 11th is Veterans Day. It's a national holiday. And we celebrate it because... You know, it's in honor of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of the 1918 that signaled the end of World War I, known as Armistice Day. That's tomorrow, Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. Now, according to this, and nobody, no show, no show in America, let alone on The Blaze, supports truckers more than chewing the fat. This show supports truckers more than any other show on the blaze and probably damn near america so according to jeremy rewold he is heading up or the organizing the stop the tires 2020 all right he does not want to participate in the biden harris green new deal we do not support the banning of fracking America operates as a capitalistic economy, and oil is the fuel she survives on. Huh? I know. So a group of truckers are planning to strike tomorrow in an effort to urge the incoming Biden administration to avoid implementing a ban on fracking. Now, I would say, I mean, as great as that sounds, we don't really know that it's going to be an incoming Biden administration yet, do we? <laughs> I know, I got you on that one. I know it's funny. That's funny. So apparently, uh, Jeremy is a little wound up. And blue collar workers are literally the ones that make the wheels turn. Duh. Without truck drivers, this country would not survive for long. Amen. Amen. So stop the tires. Twenty twenty. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 unless you're delivering Coke Zeroes or some product that I want, I'm all for this. If you're delivering a product I want, oh no, I'm against it. I deliver my product and then uh then you could then you could protest, okay? So the the group plans to launch a second stop the tires protest from November 26th to the 29th. Ooh. Hey, that that has created a big momentum. There's some 20,000 members joining that. Uh, That protest comes as the major oil and gas producers, including Exxon and Royal Dutch Shell and Chevron, announced last month they're going to cut thousands of workers as the coronavirus pandemic continues to hammer oil prices and fuel demand. Wow. So, stop the tires 2020 is happening. And, you know, again, no one supports truckers more than... more than this program, Chewing the Fat, and myself. And I believe, and we've talked about it before, that truckers are the lifeblood of this country. Just go out on the road and and actually look while you're driving, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So if Stop the Tires 2020 tomorrow brings notice to the Green New Deal and fracking, which Joe Biden has so I never said that, I never said that, but he has and so has Kamala Harris um, if that brings light to that subject and makes them rethink what they're doing, uh, I'm all for it, stop the tires 2020 oh boy <laughs> varsity blues yes i know i know our girl Lori laughlin uh, i told you december 18th right and we we're looking we had the news that she was really struggling and having a tough time uh you know actually coming to grips with having to be in prison uh you know even though it's not really the prison that you and i know but it's still prison and you know, she's in her special housing unit for the first 14 days of the quarantine unit. But the news was out that she may, I told you that she was going to be released before Christmas. Right. I, and I told you the 18th, uh, 18, 18th of December. This story talks about her getting out on the 24th or the 25th of December. Right, because those are the days they're saying that they can let you out, you know, before the weekend or holidays of the time that you were scheduled to get out. According to the Federal Bureau of Prisons, they gave Laughlin a release date of December twenty seventh, which is a Sunday, and the Friday before that is the 25th christmas day which is why she went in early because she wanted to be out by christmas i think it's a done deal she's out on the 18th that's a friday that's a week before christmas that gets her home and that gets her home to spend time with her christmas with her family now hubby has got a report before he's got another nine days he's got a report too uh soon now, he'll probably wait until you know the last second of the last minute of the last day before he reports that that's the 19th of this month. And so he's got to serve five months. Ooh, that's a tough one. Now, I mean, he probably, you know, obviously he's not going to serve five months, but still he's going to serve, you know, four months, maybe three. But, I mean, that's a tough call. That's, that's doing some distance, right? And again he's not going to the prison that you and I are thinking of I know but Lori mark my words mark my words she gets out before Christmas okay you can mark it down mark it down and just because you know we're in the you know the zoom world uh, you know I promise you know to do better it's just a quick update from Operation Varsity Blues (laughs) love that theme so much oh i could have added that uh the house full house and fuller house that uh you know the victorian home made famous from the show speaking of lori 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 uh just sold three-story four-bedroom home sold for 5.3 million dollars i know (laughs) now one of the producers Bought it. The guy who created the show bought it a few years ago for like four million. And they're talking about a tax bill since San Francisco. The tax bill is sixty-three thousand dollars for 2020 alone. That is outrageous. But you want to live in San Francisco, there you go. And you can live in the Fuller House. Yay! And you can't go see it anymore Well, I mean, you can go see it It's on uh, Broderick Street in San Francisco But they used to have uh, tour buses that would bring people by And the neighborhood did not like that at all So the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency Voted to ban commercial vehicles This was a couple years ago So there's no visiting going on and maybe there is. I mean, if I'm looking to make a little cash in San Francisco, I mean, it says here the vehicles that seat nine or more people will no longer be allowed on the block. So you get yourself a van and seat, uh, you know, six people. You're just charging them a couple more bucks and you could go visit the <laughs> go visit the full house. house. <laughs> that was part of the San Fran tour. Oh, That's just awesome. Oh, we lost another one too. I I know, I know. But Norm Crosby, Norm Crosby, the comedian, uh, who was in his nineties, nineties. He was ninety three, just passed away this past weekend. So, who's number three? Who's number three? We had Alex Trebek. We had Norm Crosby. Who's number three? Oh, and uh, yesterday uh, we talked about Johnny Depp getting, uh, you know, pulling the plug. Warner Brothers pulling the plug on him and Fantastic Beast, but uh, now the news comes out that he had already filmed a little bit of the movie. So part of his contract is uh, he gets paid. Uh, he's already filmed. No matter what happens, uh, he gets paid. So that's reportedly like ten million. <laughs> <laughs> i uh, love it i love it we don't want anything to do with you but all right fine here's your 10 million now according to the stories that i read they're gonna have to pay it because he wasn't fired he was asked to resign and there's no morality clause or anything else in the contract so we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens But according to everything I'm reading, uh, Depp will get his money. That's pretty sweet. That's a good deal. Remember, whoever is his management company needs to be your management company. As long as we're on Hollywood, I might as well... uh, keep on. My wife will be very happy. Uh Gerard Butler has signed on to reprise his role in Night Has Fallen. The fourth sequel to the uh, Has Fallen franchise. It gets to be Mike Banning again. <laughs> it was awesome. The last one is Angel Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, White House Down I mean it was they're really they're really fun. And the last one was great. Nick Nolte, Morgan Freeman is the VP, then president. Um, That's just a, you know, fun uh, thing. And my wife will be happy because it's Gerard Butler and she likes Gerard Butler. You know, I can well understand why she would like Gerard Butler because, I mean, we are so much alike, Gerard and I. That's clear, right? of course it is uh another cool thing is uh, i told you a while ago that uh the mel gibson walton goggins fat santa looked like it was going to be fun well now the reviews are coming out and there's plenty of people that still like it it's, it's torn uh the reviews were torn the people who like it uh said yeah it's enjoyable they didn't think it went far enough it was kind of fun others said hey it's going to become a tradition uh, you know add it to the christmas uh, the christmas tradition of movies but my favorite was uh my favorite fat man review from uh johnny what's his stupid name johnny olakinski i'm guessing he's the new york post you know movie reviewer Johnny Olekinski. Uh, fat man, Mel Gibson is the worst Santa of all time. And here I thought the pandemic would ruin Christmas, but Mel Gibson got there first. Makes me want to see it. I got to tell you. So yesterday we talked about Pfizer having uh, come up with a, you know, possible vaccine. At least it looks good that it will be, you know, 90% effective and, uh, you know, great. And now everybody's taking credit for it, including, You know they want we want Biden to take credit for it. We want Trump to take care take credit for it. Pfizer doesn't want anybody to take credit for it. They're saying we didn't we didn't share any of this with anybody. We got a little money. Our partnership company got some money from Germany. We're taking care of everything else. Sure, sure, we took some money from Trump. You know the government for some delivery stuff. (laughs) That's it. You know they sure they acquired some doses from us. But you know, look, Operation Warp Speed didn't have anything to do with with us, but you took a couple billion dollars. I know, but that was for delivery. It wasn't anything to do with warp speed and we're gonna we're gonna deliver it ourselves. And so I mean everybody wants some kind of piece of credit for this. So all we can hope for now is that it's actually true that the vaccine is, uh, you know ready to go and will work. And we'll do what they say it will do. Let's hope that is true. Uh, You know, if you want the credit, take it. Go ahead. And that's what I think what Trump needs to say. Look, if they want the credit, go ahead. They can have it. He's not going to do that because he's Donald Trump. But if they want the credit, go ahead. Take it. But we all know. We all know the truth. And there you have it. Also, I saw where... Uh, Now they're trying to say that coronavirus or, you you know, COVID-19 patients are coming down with mental illness because of the disease. 20% of coronavirus patients later develop a new mental illness. So I was thinking, you know, maybe, okay, well, maybe they were crazy to begin with. I'm sorry, mental illness doesn't mean crazy, Jeff. Okay, sorry. So maybe they had some sort of mental illness before. But this says, you know, new mental illness. So the most common disorders by COVID-19 survivors within 90 days of their diagnosis are anxiety, depression, and insomnia. Are those mental illnesses? Anxiety? Okay. People have been worried that COVID-19 survivors will be at a greater risk for mental health problems. They have. And uh, according to their findings, uh, this is likely. Okay. The study looked at the electronic health records of 62,000 coronavirus patients in the U.S., The study group was twice as likely to suffer from new mental illness than any other groups of patients during the same period of time. Wow. So it's likely due to a combination of psychological stressors associated with the pandemic and the physical effects of the illness. Okay. So, I mean, and that is said by, okay. This is from a guy that wasn't even involved in the study. Oh, it's likely due to a combination of psychological stressors associated with the particular pandemic and the physical effects of the illness. Did you uh, have anything to do with the study or anything? Oh, no, I'm not directly involved with the study. I'm just commenting on the story because I'm a psychologist. Oh. Okay. No problem. And by the way, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a psychiatrist. So you want to go ahead and give me my due, please? Okay, fine. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of sad news, man, that you're, you know, you have a good chance of coming down with new mental illness after you get COVID-19. That's not bad enough. You get COVID-19 and now you're going to Go into some loony bin. I mean, have some sort of new mental illness that doesn't record loony bin. That's just silly. No, Jeff, stop it. That's not even funny. You're going to, you know, possibly have anxiety or depression or insomnia because of it. That's not loony bin stuff. Wow. Are you mean? Sorry. Okay. Uh, I promise to do better. (laughs) I mean, if Zoom can get away with it, so can I. All right, if I just say, I promise to do better, that works. So just take that and be done with yourself, okay? I promise to do better. You know, another company that promises to do better, I guess, ESPN, laying off 300 employees and letting 200 open positions go unfilled. Wow, 10% of its workforce gone. So, you know, of course, it's they blame everything on the pandemic. They're paying, you know, $7 billion for rights to air live sports. And, you know, they got uh, very, they got live sports, but it was a limited amount, you know, between the NBA and baseball. And now they have football and college. That's, you know, that's good news for them, but that's still a lot of money. And I will say that. I have noticed, and if you, you know, just think about this the next time you start watching uh, a college football game. If it's not a, uh, one of the prime games, I will notice that the replays and some of the other things that used to happen during the broadcast happen at either at a slower rate or not at all and it's like a lot of times I find myself saying, well, let's see the replay and it doesn't happen. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just because they don't have the employees there. Maybe they just have beginners there that don't know how to do it. So I've noticed that early on things don't go well and then it gets a little bit better, but they're struggling. And if that, you know, Affects the game, uh, affects the viewership, you know, then they ought to start thinking about maybe not letting some of those people go. But maybe it's just me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Okay, this coming from me. All right, make sure that you remember that your mic is on if you're in the broadcast industry. (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, I'm a perfect example uh, of and and I want to be clear the biggest story that I've been a part of where my mic was hot is when I went into the restroom and was uh, you know urinating and it ended up being on live TV now that having been said if I hadn't admitted it or you know the show hadn't called me out you don't know that it's me because you never see me so I could have denied it and it could have said that it was somebody else. Sure I was the only other person with a microphone as part of the show, but that's not important. But I went into the restroom and I should have, you know, I should have known that my mic was hot and I should have made sure that they had my mic potted down. My fault. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, is it the TV production crew's fault? Sure it is, absolutely. I'm going to blame it on them. But, uh, so today we get a report from, uh, Ken Delanian, an NBC news correspondent who was talking to Craig Melvin. Now, look, is anybody watching Craig Melvin on MSNBC? You know, sure. A couple people, but, uh, you know, Craig is introducing Ken and you see at the last second as he's introducing Ken, something happens. Now, according to Ken, later he lost the studio feed, but obviously he lost the studio feed for to him. But his feed to them was still hot, and they were just about ready to go to him live, so he was potted up. And he looked down and said "You know, to the S-word and the F-word, I want to play it for you. It's really good, but I'll be good, and I won't play it. I'll be nice, and just let it go because they interviewed him and it's just you know it was an honest mistake and he used profanity he just bent down you can tell in the video that he bent down and said ah shh and you know that's part of you know so what right so what but when you hear the news just know that it would look it honestly was an honest mistake however as a side note For those of you on, you know, Zoom calls, for instance. Uh, You know, during the, uh, you know, the Zoom-demic. And during the uh, Zoom fatigue and Zoom bombing. And Zoom, hey, I promise to get better. No, really, I promise to get better. Okay? Uh, Remember that you have microphones. So, just, if you don't want to use the profanity, don't. I mean, I... I am not the word police, and I hate being the word police. I mean I, I'm you know, if you use any kind of perceived off color language around me, so I really don't care. And I catch myself a lot of times on this broadcast and other broadcast not using it where I want to. But that's just because of years of being in radio and you know knowing that you know it's possible you know there was one night I tell you a story one night uh, I was working on a show and we were on uh, two radio stations every night we were on one radio station in uh, one city and obviously we were on another radio station in another city and it was just a you know was a simulcast and the main station that we were broadcasting from went off the air So we were just talking and the host was talking and, uh, you know, using language that you shouldn't use on radio. And people listening to the other radio station called in and said, dude, you are still on the air here. (laughs) So you always need to remember when you're around a microphone that it can be heard, okay? Just a a tip from me to you. When you're around a microphone, it can be heard. And always remember, if news crews show up at your house, at your work, in a parking lot that you're in, and there's a camera and a microphone in your face, you don't have to speak. It isn't a rule, okay? Just to be clear, it isn't a rule. Now, for those of you that do, thank you because I you know, we're fans of live news hits and people's comments on those live news hits, but I'm trying to help you out as a listener to Chewing the Fat. You don't have to comment. Okay? You don't have to be that person. And I don't know about you, but I love reading like the self help articles. Remember you know the you know you you Whether they're real or not, you know, I never thought it was real until it happened to me. But uh, you know, the uh, the Ann Landers and uh, the self help columnists that try to, uh, you know, you you write in your message and then you want help, you want someone to say what should you do, and you know, I you know, I get trapped. I read them. I do. Sorry, you know, shoot me. Okay. No, don't. Don't shoot me. It's just a joke. So I'm reading this latest one that, uh, the other day, and it talks about this lady who caught her husband, apparently, who has a nickname for her. He and his friends have a nickname for her, but he won't tell her what it means. Okay. So, uh, in the story and I'm thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, uh, that's kind of weird. Why, you know, why wouldn't you say that? And then, uh, She says that her phone had died and while she was messaging her her mom uh, about something important, she asked her husband if she could borrow his phone. And while using it, a message notification came up at the top of the screen from one of his friends in their group chat asking, do you and ST still want to do a Halloween plans? confused as her initials are not st she looked at the chat and said by the context of the previous messages she was able to confirm that st referred to her i question that uh no about that right off the bat i question that So she says that ST is not an abbreviation of her name or anything that she would go by. And none of her friends or family, you know, call her that. So she was confused. I showed him the chat and asked what it stood for. He looked suddenly really flustered, grabbed his phone back and said, Oh, uh, it's nothing, just a nickname. Well, uh, you know, what's it stand for? And he won't tell her and she wants to, she's put off and she wants to know if it's a, You know, if it's just some dumb joke or, you know, what could possibly happen. And I I would, my first guess would be that it's not her nickname. (laughs) Uh, St is the girlfriend. Uh, That's what I would think. That's what I would think. Now, others, you know, answered saying that, uh, you know, I'm sure it's an inappropriate name. No question about it. If it's a nickname for her. Uh, from his friends it's definitely something that you know isn't nice and it could be just a joke it could be you know it's not super terrific (laughs) it's not uh, you know it could be something it's just gonna be bad so if you have a nickname for your loved one and you don't want them to know it that's a mistake as one, this is helpful. As you, can, you know what? If you have need help, email com. I am here to help. I want to be the Ann Landers of podcasts. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. If you have a problem and you need someone to talk about it with and help you through it, email me your problems at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and we'll work it out together here on Chewing the Fat. Okay? I promise. I do, I promise. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'll I'll pretend to be a doctor and I'll I'll, I'll help. Okay? Chewingthefatandblaze.com Tell me your problems and I'll work it out for you here on Chewing the Fat. And by all means, always, always, promise to get better. You want to be, you don't want to ever not promise that. Always. I promise to try harder. Oh, okay then. We're all good.